the case for dying with an empty bank account. We're going to talk about it with the author of the best-selling Financial Freedom, our guest co-host, Grant Sabatier. It is Tuesday, October 6th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. Hey, I'm Grant Sabatier, the creator of Millennial Money and the author of Financial Freedom, coming to you this fine afternoon from Columbus, Ohio. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders, including Grant Sabatier. We mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and then we're going to leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Grant, welcome. Um, you are the author of the best-selling Financial Freedom. You're also the creator of Millennial Money. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to these days. A little TV show in the works. Yeah, so working on a show about financial independence and financial freedom with four of my really good friends who are writers and thinkers within the financial independence community. So can't share too much about that, but really excited to take this message to a television audience in the very near future. And so I've been spending a lot of time planning and doing screen tests for that television show and started working on my second book and really uh, those those really take up most of the time in my life. Uh, and I'm doing a fair amount of international interviews. And so it's cool now that my book is in 12 languages. I do interviews in Taiwan and in Turkey and in Japan fairly regularly. So those are often how I fill my mornings and just uh, excited to be here and chat with you, Bobby. It's been a long time. We're excited that you're squeezing us into that really busy schedule. Oh my goodness. Let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into today's headline. This is John. This is David of the Queer Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about news. That's why we tune into Money with Friends. All right. The headline today comes to us from another one of our thought leaders, Farnoosh Tarabi, who's going to be here in about a week and a half with my colleague, Joe Salcihai. But right now we're going to get a treat. We're going to get to uh, talk about one of her articles. This one was, in, was published by Bloomberg. The title is Why and How I Plan to Die with an Empty Bank Account, a financial philosophy popular among the world's wealthiest can be a worthy aspiration for us all. And I just want to preclude this by saying I did an eye roll when I first read this headline and I was kind of upset because Farnoosh is a friend of both mine and Grant's and I don't like to disagree with friends, but when I read the headline, I was like, oh no, no, no. But something in this, and we'll get to it, may have sort of changed my mind. All right, let me summarize the piece for everybody. Basically, Farnoosh talks about no longer aspiring to leave a financial legacy in the form of an inheritance her children would get after or her loved ones would get after she passes. Instead, she wants to spend all of her money on meaningful experiences and investing in people and causes she believes in. In the piece, Farnish talks about how this has become a popular philosophy with some notable wealthy people, including Lorraine Powell Jobs, Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett, all of whom plan to leave very little, if any, money to their kids. Very little might be relative. I'm just saying that's my add-on, not Farnish's. Farnish was inspired by Bill Perkins because um, his new book is called Die With Zero, Getting All You Can From Your Money and Your Life. The key here, and this is kind of what made me think differently because at first I was 
like I would never slam an article by Farnoosh because we adore her, but I was really not happy with the premise at first. But this is what kind of made me change my mind and brought me on board with Farnoosh. The key is um, not, it's not about cutting out your loved ones. It's about giving them the resources while they're younger and can enjoy them and use them more rather than inherit, let's say at age, you know, 60, 70 or later. And by the way, one other note, it's, you want to die with zero, not with less than zero, because you don't want to obviously leave people with, with debt. So, so Grant, you had already read this actually, before I suggested we talk about it. What appealed to you about what Farnoosh had to say? Yeah, it's a good question. So Bill Perkins book got a lot of press uh, leading up to the release of, you know, die, die with zero. And the premise is, of course, an interesting one that you should leave your kids nothing, but you should give them everything while they're alive. And I consider this really kind of a rich, a rich person's problem. You know, it's something where naturally I think people are doing the best they can relative to trying to support their kids today and for the future in a lot of cases already. And I think it's one of those areas where Bill, I think, takes it to the extreme where he's talking about hey, live it up. If you read his book, I mean, the man is flying to like islands with Richard Branson. You know, he, he he lives it up. He has a really good time with his money and he has a lot of money. And I think there's some lessons to be learned there. And the thing that I loved about Farnoosh's articles is they're so personal. And she talks about some of these choices that she's made in her own life, recently moving to an area that might be a little bit risky, starting to spend some money. And I think it's the perfect story for this time that we're in today, because all of us with the pandemic have been kind of cut back to our core and you know had to think about what are those essentials in our life what trade-offs have we been making and realizing that the future is increasingly uncertain and we likely have a lot less control over our lives than we realize and so let's make sure that we enjoy our lives today and maybe start spending some of that money that we've haven't been spending and you know it's important to have a relationship with money, and that's what I take away from this article. Farnoosh, very reputable personal finance authority, been writing about money for many years, is now questioning questioning her own relationship with money. And that's the exact thing that you want to do because you have to look at your life as it is today and the role that money plays in into it and, and, and pivot when you need to pivot. And that's exactly what she's doing. So I support her moves and encourage anyone out there to have an active relationship with money and realize that your relationship with it is going to change as you change. So I loved the piece. How does this relate to how your, your attitude towards money? I mean, have you changed the way that you relate to money and you have, you've acquired, you've, uh, uh, You've earned a lot of money through your journey, um, building millennial money and coming out of, uh, for people that don't know your background, you were basically almost broke at 24 and now you've built really a small, maybe, maybe a very large fortune at this point. How has this changed your attitude and what you do in practice with your money? Yeah. So I've been fortunate that I've had more money than I'll ever need for the rest of my life now for the past five years or so. Uh, money to me really has had diminishing returns in the sense that I'm at that point now where I'm thinking about how am I going to give this all away, not only in, in, in the far future, but even in the near future. So that's something that I'm actively working on with my wife. We don't yet have kids yet. And so we have an opportunity. We've been giving more money than we ever have this year, uh, particularly to food banks and underserved communities because they need it so much. And so I've never thought of myself much as a money giver or philanthropist, but I've started to put that hat on and think through that. 
and start giving more money. And so that's that's been a big shift for me instead of just acquiring it, figuring out ways to 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 share it with others in addition to sharing kind of the information that I have for the past five years. And so one of the benefits of just being a naturally frugal person uh, is that you, you, you don't spend a whole lot of money. And I really don't. I mean, when I do want to splurge, I do, but I don't have kids. And so I, I don't spend very much money. And so it just naturally continues to grow. One of the things that I have thought about more is how do you invest in things beyond money? Because I think increasingly in the future, given the politics and our society and the climate, money in and of itself and having a lot of it in the future is not going to be sufficient for a secure retirement or a secure life. You have to manage your money and your life differently given the uncertainties that are at play and will increasingly be at play. And that's not like a doomsday scenario and I'm not a super prepper. You know, I don't have a million cans of tuna in my basement, but I think thinking about investing in a broader sense, where are you going to live? What kind of community are you building? Those types of things are, are becoming increasingly important to me as I look out into the future. And it's interesting, um, the way that people react to Farnoosh's story. We did ask our friends, our at many friends pod is our handle on Instagram. And Grant, this is your first show. So you get to be put on the spot. We did ask them, we said, we're going to be talking about whether you should leave an inheritance or die broke. And we asked them where they stood. Um, the choices we gave our audience on Instagram was leave an inheritance or spend it all. So we didn't, there's no in between. What do you think our audience said? Where, where was the votes? I'm going to say they they went with spend it all. What percentage? I'm going to say 70%. No, you're exactly the opposite. 70% <laughs> said leave an inheritance and 30% said spend it all. So we have a very, we got a, we got a lot of votes. Wow. Um, but let's read. They did. Um, we did ask people to kind of explain what they, um, what they meant by that. Um, so one of them, so this is, you know, someone that obviously talked about, um, leaving an inheritance and this is be wealthy, not rich is the handle. And she said, I want to create generational wealth through education as well as financial inheritance. So it's, it's not an only just throw money at your kids. It's also teach them how to use it. Yeah. I love that. that that's absolutely essential. So many parents give money without a rule book, often because they don't have the rule book themselves. And so I think that's absolutely correct. The greatest gift that even above money that you can give your your child is education and the ability to form their own worldview, but based on good inputs that you share with them. Yeah. And we have another answer from TB Langer 13, safety net only. What do you think about that? Hmm. Yeah. A little, you know... I think it also depends on the child too. And I think that that's yes. something that – because I don't have kids, I don't quite understand. But I think as your child's growing up, you know, certain children are more responsible than others and have different personality types. And so you have, if you have a, a really impulsive child that you know is probably going to grow up to be somewhat of an impulsive adult, set, set up their financial life – uh, you know, may, maybe they don't get that money until they're 30 or 35, or maybe they get that money in increments. You know, you can put it in a trust with those, those sort of, uh, the, those, those, you know, bookmarks and, or if you have a child that, you know, is, is fairly responsible. And, um, that's why always talking about money through the life lens, I think is very mm -hmm. important, especially when it comes to your kids. 
being able to say early on, you know, what do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? What are some of your dreams? And obviously, when you ask a five-year-old that, they're going to have a very different answer than probably a 15-year-old. But making that a part of the conversation and explaining how money does give you that opportunity to build a life that you love and um, explaining the differences of things like how much money you can make in different careers and how mm-hmm. if you manage money appropriately. Uh, if you want to be an artist, you can be an artist. If you want to be a firefighter, you can be a firefighter. If you want to be a lawyer, you know, here's what those trade-offs are. Being open and honest with your kids, I think, is uh, extremely important. Yeah. And we have Charn3000 says generational wealth is important. And I'm choosing that. We have a lot of comments. So I apologize for all the ones we're not going to get to. I'm bringing that up because a week ago we did talk with um, David Bach, our mutual friend, and David Bach talks about real estate as an important way to build generational wealth. So I would like to ask you, Grant, do you think that leaving a home and the way that David Bach talks about as a way to transfer generational wealth is the rules are different for that versus just like a cash, you know, a cash bank account or cash investments, that kind of thing, you know, liquid investments? Well, I mean, you can't live in a stock portfolio. So one of the nice things about inheriting a house is that it is a roof over your head. And you do find that a lot of families, when their children inherit their house, they live in it for many generations, especially if they're going to stay locally. Uh, that's changed a little bit over the past you know, several decades as more people have left their hometowns and moved into cities. But now it's reverting back. And so more people want to live near their families. And so I think the, the rules are quite different. Uh, especially because you know you can live in your house. It's something housing is our biggest expense, and so if you want to give a house mortgage free to your child, uh, or or have them inherit it and they can live in it, I mean you've immediately eliminated one of the biggest expense categories, giving them the opportunity to save more money. Or even on the flip side, naturally real estate in most markets tends to appreciate over time, and so that appreciation. Um, you know, you can you can sell the house. I mean, it's it's for many years a home. Your primary residence has been sort of a holder of wealth and the greatest, you know, the biggest asset that most Americans own. I don't think that it's necessarily going to be as predictable as it's been uh, in the past. Nor should it be your only investment. But I think uh, you know, having you know, setting it up in a trust and making sure that it's transferred in the right way. Is, uh, is is a no-brainer. Before we wrap up this discussion, I want to just take one comment from our audience here. We do record this live. You can follow us on Money with Friends on YouTube. Also, um, I Stack Benjamins, actually in the Stacking Benjamins Facebook group, and um, on the Twitter feed at Money Friends Pod. We have Kevin here coming to us through the YouTube channel. I like the premise, but it's a balancing act. If you give your money away while alive, how will you take care of yourself? So, and that's a big thing. And, and Farnoosh talks about that. Don't go into debt, that you really have to be great at planning. Grant, I'll give you the last word for now. Yeah, I mean, it it requires solid financial planning. And I think you want to overestimate your own needs, even though the data shows that you tend to spend less money as you get older, overestimating a bit. Uh, You also don't know how long you're going to live. And so that's an important piece as well. Uh, to to take into consideration. So you do have to take care of yourself. You don't want to be destitute because you gave all your money away. So it is is certainly a balancing act um, that can get easier over time. All right, Grant, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought, get ready with your takeaways. Um, But first, Grant, takeaway time, share your wisdom. Your relationship with money should change as you change. 
you should constantly be reevaluating it and making sure that your money is helping you live the, to quote David Bach, richest life possible in any given moment. And so it is that fine balancing act where the trade-offs that you're making today, you might not be willing to make tomorrow. But I think now more than ever, you should be prioritizing living a rich life today and not putting it off because you know we don't know how long we're going to be here and we have less control likely than we think. And so I think it's admirable to, if you are a super saver, maybe loosen the reins a little bit and splurge on some of those things that you've been putting off. And on the flip side, if you've been spending too much, maybe now is the perfect time to start saving more. So test yourself, challenge yourself and um, figure out what works for you. Grant, I love that you said that because you live that. I mean, you, first of all, you moved to New York, which is a very expensive city. Now you've moved for personal reasons to Ohio. And in between that, you also took a road trip around the country living. I think you were in an RV, right? So you were really, you know, living life to the fullest, not just kind of work, 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 work. You were working, but also truly experiencing your life. So I think it's so appropriate what you had to say. So first of all, thank you for that. Um, my takeaway, you know, I thought this would be super, super awkward because like I said, Farnoosh is a friend and I thought, oh my gosh, how terrible is it? She's cutting off her children. This is horrible. I need to talk to her about this. But once I understood it, then in fact, in fact, she is actually being more generous to her children. This is such a wonderful gift that she's giving to the next generation. I love it. And I think giving while you are there to enjoy it with your heirs is pretty awesome. Grant. This was an awesome first show with you. Tell us what's going on. You, you told us a little about the TV show. Anything else you can tell us, maybe about other people that are in it, or does that have to stay a mystery? Yeah, I can't share anything more about oh, that. No. Um, but I am excited. My next book is, uh, can't release the title yet, but I'm diligently working on it. And it's not about money. It's about what I've learned since becoming financially independent about life and what it means to be alive during these times. And so uh, where financial freedom was my journey from 25 to 30. This book is my journey from 30 to 35 and all those lessons uh, that I've learned. And so if you want to learn more about it, I actually just launched my own personal website. You can check out grantsabatier.com where I'm writing about topics beyond money. And I'm excited to explore those other areas of my life and share those things in the very near future. Congratulations on that, Grant. That's wonderful. And everyone, you can also find out more about Grant and all of our thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Um, and you can get links to the headlines that we speak about there. Just go to the schedule. But the easiest place is by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Just go to Money With Friends on YouTube. You'll find it. We put the links to all of our headlines and um, where you can be in touch with all of our thought leaders right there for you. So thank you, Grant. We'll see you back tomorrow, right? Yep. See you soon. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.